from the hosts that brought you to Coding Westworld. And Westworld the Recapables. Comes the Ringer Prestige TV podcast uh, on Westworld. I'm Joanna Robinson. I'm Danny Heifetz. And I'm David Shoemaker. Welcome to Westworld Season 4 and the Prestige TV podcast feed, where we're going to break down every episode of Westworld Season 4. Every Monday, the day after the show comes out on the Prestige TV podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, but get them on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode, the fourth installment of Surviving the Challenge USA, and also back with us, Amelia Wedemeyer, after feeling under the weather last week and being replaced by one of uh, the podcast friends, I would say, uh, Stephen Fishback. Huge thanks to Stephen. Also, um, I literally got several different texts from friends saying, Steven is your replacement. This is a new career high. And I was like, you could not be more correct. This was huge. This was huge. So I was so excited. I love the podcast. Love you and Steven together. It was great to listen to. Steven is awesome. So I was I was starstruck listening to it, honestly. Good. Uh, well, uh, he's not with us today, which means you've kept your job. And <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope you're feeling better. <laughs> Thank you. I am. Yes. And I'm, I'm ready to recap. Let's this week's dive episode. into it. Okay, yeah. Great. Let's get into it. Oh, cool. Um, okay, first off, you know, you obviously talked about this with uh Steven, but James is gone. It was sad. It was James sad. James is gone. Yeah. I really liked him. Um, who is your new bunkmate at this point now that he's gone? Or are you like are you switching the bunks? I moved to the bottom. Yeah. Smart. So Smart that move. was there was a little strategy, not with me particularly, but if there was a case where like I was on a top bunk. I wanted a bottom bunk, get rid of a bottom bunker, take the bottom. Like the bottom bunks were being snatched up pretty quickly as bottom bunkers were leaving. And there were a few superstitious people in the house that refused to move beds, but overall, most people uh, moved to the bottom bunk when available. And then I got to set all my stuff on the top bunk. So I got a ton of real estate now. Yeah, it's kind of real estate. <laughs> That's important. Okay. Well, as sad as it was to see him go, I'm happy you you got a bottom bunk, you know. Um, so the algorithm bot, once again, is brought out by TJ. And this time, you are paired with the lovely Kayla from Amazing Race. Um you seem pretty happy about it. She seemed pretty happy about it. Everyone actually seemed pretty happy about 
their pairings. I mean, you can't be sad in front of your pair face. <laughs> like what? Like somebody's like Kayla and I'm like, oh, dang it. <laughs> like you get like you got to whether or not you're really excited, you have to feign excitement for their benefit. And, you know, like some people would call me an asshole. I don't think I am, but I'm definitely not like pretending like I'm bummed or showing how bummed I would be by getting a partner. And I wasn't bummed to get Kayla. Like she was a fighter. Everybody on there, like, honestly, like you never know what the challenge is going to be. And some people's strengths are different than other people's strengths. So you just hope that whatever the challenge is suits the strengths of your partnership. And then there's a little bit extra like challenge to winning something with somebody who uh, that may be their weakness. That is definitely true. And uh, so we see everyone pair up. And like you said, you know, they're happy. We do. It is interesting. We get a little like editing magic maybe of um, Angela being paired up with Dom and she's like stone faced. But, you know, Um, and then we cut to after the algorithm bot, we cut to David from Big Brother. He is absolutely sweating with a barbell on a treadmill. Love Uh that. Yeah, Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool workout (laughs) he made out. Yeah, (laughs) he really did. Did he do that the entire time he was there? Was he like, got to get this huge barbell on this treadmill? Yeah, he actually had a towel slung over his back with a barbell, a dumbbell looped around it. So he was carrying it like a sack. Whoa. And then he dropped it on the treadmill. And I don't know how the treadmill didn't break, but it was, and he was always sweating like crazy in there and trying to like, it was kind of like a flex for him to like get on that treadmill and like also hold a really heavy uh, dumbbell. And, uh, yeah, I liked it. I, li- I it liked seeing that in the house. Yeah, it was great. Me too. I mean, I'm a fellow sweaty person. So I was like, all right, represent. Um, and also, I'll be honest with you. I was like, who is David? I, I just hadn't seen him. I feel like this was the first episode we saw of him. Yeah, this is his breakout episode, right? <laughs> this was his breakout episode. So happy for him. Um, and then once we again, we see people and they're talking about sticking together. However, we see Alyssa and Derek and they're like, we want revenge on our fellow Big Brother people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you know, sure, I guess. Yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, it seems too early. But if you want to, I'm here for it. And were they openly talking about this to like anyone who would listen? Or was this really? It was pretty hush hush. Uh, I could see a look on Kai's face at some point in the day where he seemed a little frazzled. And he was like, we're going to maybe make a big move. And I was like, whoa, do you want to tell me? And him and I, I went to, I I apologized to Kylan for putting Tiffany in and not telling him because he had asked who I was putting in. And I kind of skirted the question, kind of like, don't worry about it. And then I was like, "Uh, that's not very good gameplay. So I apologized to him after and was like, I should have told you if I trust you enough, which I do, I should have told you. I just kind of, you know, thought that for you, it would be better not to know until after. And then I saw him frazzled that day, like contemplating what he was going to do. I was like, bro, you okay? And he's like, yeah, we're about to do something big. I think we're going to do something big. I was like, I was like, okay, well, if you want to tell me you can, but it, you don't have to. And he was like, oh, oh, I, I will tell you, but maybe I'll tell you later. I was like, okay. He's like, no, let's, he's like, it's, X. And I was like, whoa, Xavier? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. And he's like, what do you think? I was like, 
I mean, it's your choice. You're in charge. And whatever you do, like we're working together and that's not going to change anything that you and I are working together. And personally, for me, I wanted him to do it. I was like, Xavier's gone. He's a strong guy from Big Brother. He's one of the guys that's like a leader there. And you, you know, you want to squash that out if you can. And then Shan was like the squirreliest survivor player in the bunch. So you're also not losing anything there with the, with the numbers. So for me, it was like, uh, win on both, both sides. Two birds, one stone. This is nice. And I don't even have to get my hands dirty at all. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so we see them talking it's set in motion. That seems to be kind of the through line of this episode is that the big brother people want revenge. Um, and then we get to trivia, which I love the trivia challenge episodes. I think they're really fun. I, I, it seems like TJ loves them always. He's laughing maniacally. He's, you know, he gets a certain glee from pressing the release button and, uh, it's very Ellen, if you will. Um, so anyway, uh, TJ's like, okay, it's trivia. It's called Falling Off the Knowledge. Nice. And you guys are placed as partners on a ledge that's 150 feet above the ground. And there's a series of questions. And if you get an answer wrong, you plummet 150 feet. Um, and then there are three rounds plus a winner's round and a loser's round. So uh, did you... I guess, did you know that trivia? I mean, you know, you obviously prepared. So did you know that trivia was going to happen? How did you prepare for trivia? You can't prepare for trivia. I mean, I think you can probably if there's like trivia books or categories or something that you could study. But in general, like they pull trivia from wherever, like there's pop culture trivia. There's so many like different lines of trivia that you just have to be like knowledgeable in a lot of things. And so, uh, I was like, if it's like modern pop culture, I'm going to struggle here. And, you know, uh, but ever, like I was like, but classic rock, I'll probably do pretty good. And so it was just like one of those like hit or miss things. And uh, the first one that we had was uh, Catwoman, people who, who actresses who have played Catwoman. And we actually didn't go first there. Uh, oh, interesting. Kylan and Alyssa went first and they said Anne Hathaway. And then I believe that's the order that it went. And then uh, we, no, actually we did go first. I think we did go first. We said Halle Berry. And that's all we knew. I, I knew. I knew Halle Berry. Kayla knew maybe Anne Hathaway, but I think she was unsure kind of. But Kylan said Anne Hathaway. And then you have Michelle Pfeiffer, who, because after the, challenge everybody went back to the group was like who else would do what did we miss there and so michelle pfeiffer was one and zoe kravitz and i think there might have been like an old actress from like 50s or 60s 60s that played a Catwoman. eartha kit maybe i don't know i think i think so so there was that one uh and then we got all the way through the states that started with an N. Right. Like we would have gotten all the way through. Like I wouldn't have had to answer another one of those because uh, if Leo would have gotten his right, the next one would have been done. And uh, that's because I know the state song from third grade. I, I know that song too. Yes. Smart. Alabama, Good. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Arkansas California, 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 Colorado, Colorado Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, good one. Mm -hmm. So I knew that song. So I was getting us through those states. Uh, And then presidents, I'm so ashamed 
I'm so ashamed as a person that I do not know the first 10 presidents of the United States. It's hard. And you gave it a good go. You know, you guys and on my way Garfield. dropping, I was like John Quincy Adams. I knew one That's more. That's when I shouted out. That's when I shouted out when yeah. I was watching. Yeah. But yeah. did you know any more after that? No, no. So John Quincy Adams, I just knew because I knew John Adams' son, uh, John Quincy Adams. But then, but in the moment, so they said, you have five seconds to answer. And so I was in a panic. But then if you like don't answer for five seconds, then TJ gives you the countdown after that. So you still have, oh, so you have 10, like 10 seconds, seconds to answer. Got but it. I was like thinking and thinking and thinking and like on the way down dropping, I turned to Kayla. I was like, John Quincy Adams. But I, I, would it have been enough? I think Kylan knew a couple more than me in there. And then we went back to the group and come to find out only two people in the entire house knew any of the presidents at all. Uh, Dom and Aza both could name. Aza could definitely name all 10. Oh, wow. Good for her. Yeah. And uh, Dom could name most, if not all of the 10. Okay. So there's Martin Van Buren in there. There's uh, James James K. Polk, James Madison, James Monroe. Uh, so now you know, now you know them. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah. What is a uh, John James Tyler, John Tyler, John something? Tyler. Yeah. Um, Taft is Taft. One of them. I don't think so. Maybe. Oh my God. They're just like, there's so many, you know, there's so many presidents, dude. And we weren't alive back then. And we weren't alive. So it's really hard. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so they do the rounds. You guys so close. I, I thought Garfield was a good Yes, though I did. Um, top twenty. He's still top twenty president. Some people on on uh, social media were like Garfield the cat. That was funny that you said that. And I was like, yeah, but he was the Garfield is actually the name of also a president. Oh God, that's not good. That doesn't bode well for uh, America. <laughs> um, but also, what I found interesting is we see that I I don't what I don't remember the question exactly, but uh, oh no, it was name a country that speaks Spanish and Danny answers Brazil. Very bad. But then his partner, Kira, was like, nope. So they didn't consult together before. I think they did, but I think she couldn't come up with any more. So they were just taking a swing kind of knowing it was probably wrong, which is what I did with Garfield. It was like, I don't think he's top 10, but like I got nothing else right now. Right, right. And so I think that's where they were at as well. Uh, But literally that Spanish one could have gone forever forever yeah that's crazy and what was it like to fall that 150 feet you know like i'm not a heights guy and that was i think they ask you your fears when you go on the show you fill out this questionnaire and so i put heights and uh and i think everybody puts heights like i think most people put heights but my heights fear is only a fear if i don't have something to hold on to or if i'm not tethered and so like having me stand on the edge of that thing untethered would have really freaked me out. Uh, yeah. But standing up there in a harness and stuff, plus like with the cameras there and knowing it's going to be on TV, it gives you this false sense of security. Like I would never sign up to do that on my own, but like cameras are rolling. There's guys there that are probably professionals. I haven't checked their credentials. And so I'm just like, yeah, this is probably good. And worst case scenario, like if I fall to my death, I'm assuming that my family will be taken care of. I would hope so. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, okay, good. So you got that. You've got that plan in your mind. And yes. okay, I'm glad. And there's right. like, just like so, some weird calmness. It's the same with Survivor. Like there's poisonous snakes out there that could kill you with one bite and stuff. But like you're lulled into the security because it's on TV and there's a bunch of people out there with you. That's a good point. And That's so really for good point. some reason, like it gives you this courage to be like, don't look like a scaredy cat on national TV. So I played it pretty cool. Uh, and it really wasn't too bad. The drop wasn't, it's just the initial drop. And what's interesting is that between the time that you get the answer wrong and that TJ pushes the button is actually like a minute long. Like, you know, you're wrong for a really long time as they're like, have to make some last minute, like little thingy deals. Yeah. And then they drop you. So, you know, but you don't like, they still kind of keep you guessing as to when you're going to exactly drop. And that almost makes it worse though, that, you know, you're dropping. Right. You're like, can we get this over with? Yeah. He's like, okay, let's see. We don't know. Maybe. And you're like, I know that's wrong because that's how you played every single one of these people that's been wrong. And then you see a guy's running behind the rigs, like kind of checking things. And then you're like, okay, here it comes any minute. And the initial drop is really like stomach to your throat. But then it's just like a smooth fall from there. Okay. So it's just the initial like, and then after that, it's just like smooth. No problem. But then then the end is, was the end also like, because it's like, no, the end kind of like came, brought you to like a slowdown. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. So you came down, like, it was like, it's like letting the gas off of a Tesla. Oh, if you've okay. ever been in a Tesla. I haven't, unfortunately. Oh man, you've been missing out. Okay, what about, <laughs> have you ever driven a jet ski or a boat? Yes, a boat, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you let go of the throttle, the boat just kind of glides to a stop. Yes. And you don't have, there's no brakes on it or anything. It just glides to a stop. That's how this was. Okay, that's nice. Okay, I see. I was thinking it was more of like a, an abrupt a stop. Yeah, where you're like, yeah. oh. No. Okay, that's it wasn't. good. Yeah, so... So that was okay. Uh, still, though, really deep, deep shame that I didn't know more than the first three presents of. Well, at least you know what you didn't give any excuses. Um, you know, I mean, okay, I'm. I really don't mean to shit on him. I really don't. But we have Ben out here being like, "I live humbly, so I don't know trivia." I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, okay, Mister Humble, yeah. thank you." Yeah. <laughs> um, He's then- <laughs> one of the most humble people in the world. <laughs> yeah, Maybe you didn't know. I'm sorry, I, I didn't. But now I know. Um. So we get that. We also get the losers round, uh, which consists of Danny and Kira, Derek and Sarah. Sarah is pissed off. She's like, how did Derek not know these cat women? Um, he had one job and Justine and David. And I thought Danny, he totally saved himself with he pulled Pittsburgh penguins out of his ass. It was incredible. It really was like if you're going to get Danny anything for Christmas. It should be a Pittsburgh Penguins jerseys. Yeah. Should be definitely. Like, that should be his number one team from now on. I mean, not the Cowboys. Forget the Cowboys. You are a Penguins man, Danny. <laughs> Any NFL team he played with, just the Penguins. Yeah, because he literally goes Pittsburgh and TJ's like, okay, what? And then he's like, okay, the Pirates are a baseball. Pittsburgh Penguins? Like, he doesn't even say it. I think he said penguin first. And, Did he say penguin and, first? Okay. Yeah, and TJ's like, what was that? He's like, penguins. And he's like, you're right. And he was very shocked. 
love it. It was a complete miracle. Um, happy for him. So he saves it. And then, unfortunately, we, we got David, sweaty David and Justine, your last partner, and they get it, their answer wrong and they are sent the, to elimination, sadly. Were you like, damn, Justine? I was. I was like, dang, Justine. Like, we have this plan to keep everybody who's been winning money out of elimination. Right. But if you take dead last, there's nothing anybody can do to protect you. Right. Damn. And so we were like, Justine, stop losing. <laughs> stop taking dead last. There's like 25 people here still. How can you... <laughs> Like, it's so easy to avoid taking dead last. There are still a lot of people here. Yeah. Dude, so many. Oh, my so gosh. So many people. Yeah. Because you had, what, three rounds of, like, at least six or eight people? There's a lot. A lot. So, and then we get the winner's round. And it consists of Kylan and Alyssa, Dominic and Angela, and Ben and Aza. And uh, Kylan and Alyssa, they pull it out. Um, They split the 10K. They're both of... uh. Big brother, obviously. And now Kylan has two challenge wins. He's, he's I know. He's tied, tied with, with you. Me. Oh, no. Oh, my Come God. On, At right? this point. Yeah. Are you threatened by Kylan? Are you like, okay, all right, Kylan? No, because we were working together. So honestly, when the final was between those two groups, I would have preferred Angela and Dom to win because Angela is like my ride or die. Like, that's who I trust the most. But Kylan was right behind Angela in my trust at that time. And so I was like, Kylan's good too. And so it, uh, and that was just like me putting in like social energy and social, you know, like the gymnastics, the social gymnastics that go with this game is like winning over Kylan, making him feel good with me and uh, putting a little trust in him. And so, yeah, so I was feeling okay. The only thing was that I, my ego was just like, now he has two wins too. And he has more money than me in his account because he also went into elimination very first. So now he has a thousand more dollars than me in his account. And that, yeah, I don't like that at all. <laughs> sure. That one cut you deep, that extra thousand. Sure. And, and we also see, I think, was it, Dom and he's like, oh, all right. Well, Tyson and Angela think they're, you know, king shit here. Well, I mean, he doesn't say that, but like yeah, untouchable, know. untouchable. Right. And he's like, Kylan's hot on their uh, tails. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. And then it's the after challenge kind of thing. Again, I thought it was funny. They, they have not shown another party at all, um, even though... We know they're there, but they're, they're like making us go to these every <laughs> single time every, after the challenge. You're really going to sit here 
this whole season, make me go to the stupid bar and pretend like I'm having fun and then not even use any of the footage. That is wild. That's actually that kind of crazy. Huge disrespect. Come on. And does, I mean, you nobody think- wants to go to the bar in the first place. Well, see, that's the thing. And then not only that, but you would think there'd be some good conversation they could just put in there, but they decide the just bar. to Yeah, skip but it. it's like, it's the same conversation. Sometimes conversations didn't even happen at the bar because so survivor gameplay, the modern survivor gameplay is that you cannot come up with a plan until like 10, 20, 30 minutes before tribal council. So you can't have a plan earlier in the day uh, or else it's going to get blown up. And so I think that, a lot of survivors were definitely playing that way here where it's like the bar is the night before the elimination. You can't give out info at the bar the night before elimination. You can't even talk or name names or do anything strategic until a half hour or an hour before elimination. That's just wild to me. I'm, that makes me so nervous. Um, that is really anxiety inducing. And um, I don't like it, but listen, I'm not on these shows, so I guess I don't have to deal with it. Um, so but then we get uh, Xavier and he he is like, I came in here to the Challenge USA expecting people to get their revenge because I backstabbed pretty much every single one of them. And he talks to Alyssa and Kylan and he's like, if you want to throw me in, I get it, but I will come back and I will kick your ass. So then Justine and David, the losers, they come and they meet with Alyssa and Kylan. Justine says, whatever, just don't throw me in against Cinco, please. Um, which <laughs> I thought was funny. But I mean, I me too. I would be afraid too. He's a big guy. He's um, a big guy. Yeah, he is a big guy. I mean. But also like Shannon isn't very intimidating to me. Yeah. Uh, but like they don't want to go. They don't want to Love Island contestants out uh, justine doesn't for sure so like anything she can do to avoid like that is good for her right i think yes we do see justine like i feel like justine might be the only love island person who's actually kind of getting the gameplay here because we see her talk about that um and then we also see she's a big survivor fan so she's been watching survivor for years and years and years yeah I knew so, Justine was built different. Yeah, I love yeah, that. So I knew that going in because she followed me on Twitter like so long ago. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And uh, so she and actually I think she preferred like she, this is what she wanted to do with something like this with strategy and gameplay and challenges. And that oh, okay. was so for her, she's like super pumped to be Oh, I love that. Well, it's I mean, it's working out for her because she she knows what's up. Um, And it really I think it really shows. And then we get, you know, again, Alyssa and Kylan and they immediately throw out Xavier's name. They're like, yeah, how about him? And, you know, they're obviously taking the bait. They're like, yeah, please. Okay, sure. Please. Again, we don't want Senko. Um, And then we get Alyssa and Kylan meeting with you. And they mention X's name to you, too. And uh, you talk to the camera saying B- Big Brother BB is eating itself from the inside, which that is what seems like. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild because we are only on the fourth episode. Yeah, that's what's so wild. I was like, this was bound to happen at some point, but this is very early for it to happen. And if it happens this early, 
it's going to take some of the attention away from me and put it on Kylan and Alyssa. And so for me, it was good because it was like, it takes me kind of out of the driver's seat a little bit and they've made a wild and aggressive move and that's good. So I was feeling okay with it. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And on top of that, it's like, I'm not in power at that point. So the most and the best thing I can do as an as an ally to the people who are in power is support their decision. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like strategically, like, honestly, that's the best. Like you can try and sway them a little bit and you can tell, but like at the end of the day, like if you push them too hard, that's going to raise some red flags. And so the best thing you can do is be like, I'm with you no matter what you decide to do, do it. You don't even have to like, tell me whatever I'm with you. Like, that's like how you get someone to trust you. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. And you, it's, it just works out to yours and all of survivors kind of advantage there. And I, I find it really interesting too, because like the fact that big brother is so willing and so quick to turn on each other while, whereas, you know, compared to survivor, you guys are pretty strong in terms of sticking together. And I just, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. I mean, like I, I get what's happening, but I also on this level of like, just, you know, gameplay, wouldn't you want to stick with what you would see as your, you know, immediate allies? I don't, does being stripped of everything on an Island just bond you better with people? I don't know what's going on here. No, I mean, you, you recognize that there is strength in numbers there, but also you can see that survivor is starting to crack a little bit and it started to crack last week a little bit. And it's because you know that at some point it's not going to last and you don't want to be the one caught out when it doesn't last. Like you want to be the aggressor before. So everybody's waiting. You want to wait as long as you can, but at the same time, you don't want to be the one that's uh, surprised by what's happening. So you want to be the one to make the first move. You just don't want to make it too early. And Big Brother, that's the same thing with Big Brother. What they're doing here is like Alyssa and Kylan didn't trust X. They just didn't from the last season. And uh, Xavier, like there's a moment where he says like, you know, if Kylan would have won and done this and that, like I would have understood that that was gameplay and that's water under the bridge. Sure, that's what someone who wins three quarters of a million dollars thinks to themselves. But it stings not winning three quarters of a million dollars, especially when you get so close. And so I think that like he's not, fully putting himself in their shoes or in their perspective of what's happening. And so, uh, so there's that, like at the end of the day, it comes down to really who you can trust. Like, it's not like survivor or big brother, because that's not always who you trust and who you bond with the most. And so it's like, that's what it really boils down to. Like, who do you bond with the most? Who do you have the best connection with? Who can you read? Like if they're telling you lies and who's probably not going to tell you lies. Like those are the things that you look for when you're looking for an ally. That's so, it's, oh God, that see, again, that stresses me out. Um, so, I, but I love watching it. Um, but out there, but out there, it's like, who do you feel most comfortable with? That's who you're going to work with. It's not like, oh, we are from the same place. We have to work together. That's not a strong enough bond. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you can trust them. Right. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, so yeah, so we get that. We also get, 
Cache and Shan and they're talking and Cache says Love Island wants to say Survivor Strong over Big Brother. Um, and Shan is like agreeing. She's like, yeah, you can't trust Big Brother. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Um, did you, was there like a, that feeling in the house that Love Island wanted to work with Survivor more than they wanted to work with like Big Brother, I guess? I'm sure they were probably pandering to both sides a little bit, but they did like people recognized really early that it was the two. I mean, the two mastermind games are Big Brother and Survivor. Like that is the game, the heavily strategic games that are similar in a similar vein to the challenge. And so like people recognize that initially and immediately and chose sides. And I think Survivor had more veterans of the game that had played multiple times. They had uh, generally older people, which probably more chill in general. And so... I think that that was kind of attractive to those other sides. Plus like survivor is like the granddaddy of reality TV. Like there's a certain respect that other reality TV programs have for people who have been on survivor, who have been on multiple times and who have won the game. And so I think that like amazing race was like, if anybody's going to control this thing, it's going to be survivor. And that's probably also how love Island felt. But I wouldn't be surprised if both of those groups were going back and forth a little bit. Sure. That's so that's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I were if I were someone who was on Love Island or Amazing Race, I, I mean, I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't watch Big Brother, but I watch Survivor, obviously. So I'd be like, Survivor, 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 please be my friend. So I get it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, after this uh talk with Shan, uh, we get the elimination. Uh, it's called Smash In Puzzle Out. And wouldn't you know, Shan and X are put in against David and Justine. And Shan has this look of utter and complete shock on her face. Oh my gosh. It was such a tense moment. Oh like it was God. so tense. And I didn't see it in person, but Kylan told me later <laughs> that Xavier thought that they said the wrong names. What? And looked and was like, that's not right. What you mean is Cinco and Shannon. He thought that they had confused Shan oh with my Shannon. God. But I don't know if I didn't see it firsthand. That was just what, which would have made it an even more awkward situation. Oh my and, God. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh little, little info is that uh whoever has lost the elimination, their interviews they're giving before the elimination, about the elimination, are done after the elimination has already happened. Okay. So you get a little bit more scathing interviews, <laughs> more biting, more aggression. Yeah. Knowing that you've already been eliminated. Okay. And you can kind of tell. Yeah, sure. Because we definitely get Shan. You know, I love Shan. And she's just like, you know, Alyssa's yeah, they're dumb. Ripping and, they're ripping yeah. them. Yeah. They really, which on, I kind of enjoyed. I didn't know why they did that until I'm watching it now. And I'm like, oh, this is when they get the real trash talk is after someone gets eliminated and then has to go back to the interview room and talk about what happened that day. That's not fun. Because That's they can't talk fun. about it before. Right. Because they don't know that they've been put up for elimination yet. Right, right, right. God, that's, I mean, 
uh, I don't blame them for being upset. So, um, and and honestly, I, as a viewer, I, I I enjoyed the little barbs here and there. So, yeah, it was a lot of barbs. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this makes sense now. The order of things. Right, exactly. That's really funny. Um, yeah. So uh, we get Shan. She's completely shocked. Um, X is also like. You were saying he, he, you can tell he's pretty upset, too, because he says, like, are you playing to win or are you playing to get even? Yeah. Um, yep. Which, again, is it's just like funny to me because like we got him earlier in the episode being like, yeah, if you guys want to vote me in, I get it. Whatever. Like, I'll do I'll I'll win. Like, whatever, whatever I have to say to not go in. But I'm still going to be like, I'm not bitter about this. And then once, you know, he realizes he's in and obviously that he's lost, you know, he's he's upset about it, which I mean, I would be, too. Um, I guess who would you have put in had you been in that situation to put someone in? I mean, it's 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 so it's me and Kayla. She's not putting anybody from Amazing Race in, which is just Leo now. <laughs> yeah, right, Just one other person. OK, so Leo's not going in and then. I, at this time, can't put anybody from Survivor in. So I'm looking at... And I have a good relationship with Cinco and with Shannon, honestly. So I'm looking at them probably trying to avoid putting them in just because I like them. And to me, they're non-threatening. And so I don't know. Like, I would probably... What I... Generally, what I do is I sit around, I feel things out, I feel what the majority of the house wants to do or wants to happen, knowing within my bounds of my situation. So nobody's going to come to me and be like, hey, throw a bunch of survivors in. But they, you know, they'll come to me and say, hey, Tiffany, we, we want Tiffany. So I wouldn't have been surprised if like there was a contingent of Big Brother that came and was like, would you take out Shan if, if, you know, type of like feeling it out a little bit. And if enough people came to me, maybe I would swing that way. Uh, Because when you put somebody in, you want to piss off as few people as possible. And hopefully the people you put in, you want them to go home because you don't want them to come back and have there be a huge firestorm. You know, like that's what was for, uh, that's for Kyland and Alyssa. They were very nervous about, Xavier and Shan coming back in. And they were also kind of devastated. Like they love Xavier, but they wanted to do this. And so that's also where you're torn in these games, especially. And so like, I can't even imagine like on the original challenge, I don't know if you knew about this, but there's a different challenge on a different network on MTV. (laughs) And those people play over and over and over again and the bonds they've had to create. And probably at this point, nobody trusts anybody in the game because they played with each other so many times that they're like, I trust you, but I can't. And this, but it's, it's like survivor too. It's like, if it benefits me, that's great. But if it, it also has to benefit my Alliance or else they're going to cease being my Alliance. So the second that you recognize that it's benefiting you and not them, that's the second where they're probably jumping ship. Damn. Yeah. Well, and see, and that just leaves you. There's thankfully, I guess there is enough. um, There are enough people and pairs still that hopefully, you know, the algorithm bot will make it so (laughs) that you have an out there. But 
still. I mean, again, but then I guess there's a lot of people, and especially if you're paired up with someone else from another, like if it were, you know, uh, you, obviously you were, you were paired up with Kayla, but had you been paired up with someone from Big Brother, then it would have been like, oh my God, kind of. Or, or Love Island even at this point, I guess. So it's complicated. It really is. Like the safest thing you can be paired for me right now is to be paired up with someone from Big Brother. As long as, uh, you know, like you have to take into consideration like how many numbers there are plus the likelihood of somebody winning a challenge. So if I'm Survivor and I'm paired up with somebody with from Big Brother, then the likelihood of a Big Brother or a Survivor contestant winning are the highest likelihood. Sure. So that's what you're right now is what like you're really hoping for is something like that. Yeah. Man, oh God, see, I oof. see, I get, I'm, I'm nervous and sweating, even just like thinking about these, um, different combinations in my mind. So, um, anyway, uh, so the challenge, this elimination challenge, uh, just, I just love that arena. It's scary. I love it. Um, we get it's dark. It's ominous. <laughs> it really is. It's, it looks like it could rain any second. Um, there are these giant steel tunnels that are sectioned off from uh, panes of glass. And there's like two panes on each like section. You have to crawl through the tunnel. You have to grab pieces of a block puzzle. I think there were about like 10 pieces in total. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you have to take them out piece by piece, of course. And then once all the pieces are out, you can solve the puzzle. However, the panes of glass have a color coordinated uh, to each player. So if you break your partner's glass, you get a five second penalty that will accumulate at the end right before you can start the puzzle. Right. So were you looking at this thinking, thank God I don't have to do this? Or were you like, okay, I know what I would do. I, I, I would have done what X did, honestly. I really? would smash. Yeah, I would have, maybe I would have tried smashing every other pain. Uh, but I think, uh, I think maybe after a couple tries of that, I don't know, like being down there now watching it, it's like, uh, that it was a big time difference. It was 30 seconds that they had to wait before starting on their puzzle after, uh, David and Justine. Uh, but I think in the moment I probably would have done what X did just smash through them. Um, but now, if you put me in there, I'd do what David and Justine did. Like they moved through it cleanly. They had a time advantage when they got to the puzzle, which is the goal. And and so, and David was really, really hungry for this thing. Like he came out of it and had, he had scraped his shins against oh. all the metal frames <gasps> of that tunnel over and over and over again. And Ow. he just had gashed, bleeding, scarred what? shins. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has permanent scars on his shins oh from that God. challenge. Yes. Wow. Okay. So David was really here to prove something. He really was. And like, kudos to him. Like, it was a thing that everybody thought X was the favorite because X is good at puzzles. And, uh, yeah. And it was, it was impressive. Like, and the fact that like David was just willing to sacrifice his body to do that. X's hands were bleeding from smashing through the glass too. What? And there were just like piles of broken glass in the arena. So did like anyone over at production think, Oh, we're probably going to cut people. Like I don't, 
that sounds that seems very I mean, they dangerous. had protective equipment on and stuff and i think that there was even warnings like hey kind of like be particular when you break through this stuff because it's glass and i think like we see a moment where x puts his elbow through instead of his fist and his fist had the protective gloves elbows i don't think had that so i don't know fully and it was totally everybody was okay from it but like it's i mean i have scars all over my knees from playing survivor i have like scars i remember from different things and so it's like not uncommon and for uh for david this is just like you know a mark of uh an accomplishment he mark of valor yeah mark of valor exactly (laughs) he was on that treadmill with with that dumbbell yeah being like i'm going to prepare for this yeah not for nothing (laughs) you know well i'm happy for him because it it did seem like i think we get some uh confessionals about people being like okay david better step it up this is is time to shine and he did so i'm happy for him um would you say like watching it was it hard to watch was it hard to kind of tell who was ahead in the little tunnels you could tell that x and shan were ahead but for you could also tell that they were taking the full penalty and you could see that David and Justine weren't. And so David and Justine were very, very close considering we knew that they had almost no penalty. And so, uh, yeah, so they were moving through it really quick. And still there were multiple times during the puzzle where you were like, oh, I think Xavier and Shan won, like as they get close to one or two pieces. Yeah. Like, I didn't inspect the puzzle closely the pattern on it looked very straightforward and very easy to Extremely, solve. Extremely. It was like a outline of an eagle and maybe some like slash stars marks. in the corners. Yeah, yeah exactly. some stars in the corners. So I don't know if the, the outside was like tricky to like get that in their proper order or something. If there weren't any marks of the eagles on those outside pieces or something, but it, it was, I would say that X and Shan probably started over on the puzzle three times, maybe four. And David and Justine started it over two or three times as well. Got it. Okay. Wow. So did it, did it like, because I mean, obviously they're cutting this down for time and everything. So to me, it seemed like, wow, they're neck and neck and you know, they've got this puzzle and the puzzle again, like you're saying, it was, it's pretty straightforward and it wasn't like there, they were blocks, but it wasn't like you had to put together like a 3d like box. It was kind of a flat on the ground, like Kind of easy, but um, did the puzzle end up taking longer than people thought it was going to take, I guess? It took a long time, but when you go to the arena and you're not in the arena, you're not battling, you want it to go for a long time because that's the only entertainment you have is to sit there and watch like the gladiators in the arena as you sit and like give them the thumbs up or thumbs down <laughs> yeah. or like leave them be. And so it's like, uh, you don't want a short, challenge if you're watching the challenge you want something long and drawn out where you can sit there and watch people really earn their way back into the house got it that's what i want no i mean that's what i would want too because it's like i you know just carted my ass over here i want a show give me a show yes exactly um so okay so sadly you know x and shan are eliminated um i guess were you shocked with the outcome be- because you know it's they're, they're formidable opponents, obviously, and you know X is was kind of the leader of Big Brother. I mean, yeah, just because everybody said that Xavier was the clear favorite in puzzles because he was good at puzzles on Big Brother, 
I didn't witness that firsthand. So I just had to take that uh, for what they said and I believe them. But uh, so I assumed he was the clear favorite, but also like puzzles can be a crapshoot sometimes. Like you get the right piece in the right position to start and it can come together really quickly. And so, you know, like I also know there's that element of chance to that. And so I wasn't shocked, but I was like, oh, okay, there we go, David. I was more shocked that David was like, like pulled through because he had failed spectacularly in the past. Sure. I mean, again, I was like watching this episode being like, who is David? Yeah, here he is. He's on the scene. (laughs) Yes. We learned who he was tonight. He made his name. Um, Were you sad to see Shan go? I know she was kind of, if there was one survivor person who was maybe waffling a little bit, it would be her, but. No, I'd rather somebody else take her out than me or somebody else from survivor have to take her out and like start the war. So I was like, that's fine, you know, and I don't think she trusted me. And like, I got along fine with her, but I think I could feel that she didn't trust me, which is fine. Like some, some people shouldn't trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's but a good if point. I can feel that you don't trust me, then you definitely shouldn't trust me. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and thankfully, she's out and there's no blood on your hands. Correct. Um, so that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. And uh, and I was mostly surprised at and we'll, we'll probably see it next week. But Danny's reaction to Shan's exit was he was not happy. Oh, wow. Interesting. Which, they clashed on Survivor. So I was just like, I knew what was happening. I knew that Danny didn't know. And I didn't know how he was going to react. I thought he'd be fine with it. But he was pretty perturbed with the fact that Shan went into the uh, uh, elimination. It's fascinating because not only did they kind of clash on Survivor, but he even said, I think in the first episode, he's talking to his wife, Kiki. And he was like, Kiki said, beware of Shan. Yeah. She's sneaky. She was pretty easy to read. I mean, yeah, I think she wasn't as sneaky as she, maybe because everyone saw her the first time on Survivor, but out there it was like, it was pretty easy to tell that she, when and who she was scheming with and how much. Like it was like the whole house pretty much as soon as Shan would start making the rounds, everybody's like, there goes Shan. (laughs) There goes Shan. There goes her little song in her head. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, and I do like the ending, um, quote we got from Xavier where he goes, I'm still rich. Y'all are broke and y'all are stupid, which, okay. Yeah. I mean, sure. True. I guess it is true. So Tyson and the survivor juggernauts are going to take you out one by (laughs) one and go to the final together. (laughs) As long as I'm the leader of the juggernauts. Right. Exactly. Then it's okay. Sure. And it's okay. <laughs> exactly. So, so that happens, you know, we get a little preview of next week's episode, which seems there's more scheming to be done. There seems oh, like, man. yeah, I, this never this, ends. I, I mean, this coming episode seems like you might get into it with someone and um, I'm excited. Are you? <laughs> yeah. I love drama. And I hate drama. 
I hate being in drama. Well, but I love watching it. So sorry. Yeah, but, I don't yeah. mind watching it. And I love watching it first person, honestly. But I hate <laughs> yeah. being in the mix of it. In these shows, that's part of what you're signing up for. And it's probably the thing I like least is signing up knowing there's going to be tension and that at some point I'm going to get some dirt on my nose from some drama. Right. And it's just like, you can't help it. If you are playing to win, you have to get your nose in it a little bit and it sucks. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, you're over here kind of like the leader of Survivor. I mean, they're going to try to knock, knock out the king. You know what I mean? I just, it's scary. But also, I'm I'm excited. This I was just uh, talking to my parents, and I was like, "This episode went by so fast. These episodes go by so fast. They're, it's just like a great compact show." Yeah, they do go by fast. Uh, I was actually we were watching it, and I turned to Rachel. I was like, "Stop with the recap. That takes like four minutes out of our show to watch what happened last week, and we already remember still." So, but I think it always leads up, and as the sh- season continues, I have to imagine the algorithm reading by TJ just gets shorter and shorter, right? Because there's less people. That's a good point. That, yes, so I think you're right. So we have that to look right. forward to. Yeah, well, even I noticed uh, this episode, they kind of, they you know, the whole intro with the, the algorithm and then we get some people talking, but then they went straight to the trivia challenge. Like it was pretty quick. I was like, oh, wow, we're already here. Okay. And they're not going to show the partying. So, yeah. We also, oh, we might, me, mm, I'm trying to remember exactly how things happened here. We had to wait a day because of weather to do mm. the trivia challenge because it was raining and windy. And so we went, so we took a day off and went the next day. And I, we might have gone to elimination that night after. Oh, after the trivia? Maybe. I do not remember if everything got pushed a day or if just that got pushed today. I cannot remember now. Uh, I'll have to ask uh, some of the other contestants, but I know for sure that the trivia challenge got pushed in a day. And then I think if I'm remembering correctly, elimination was that night. So that was a quick turnaround. Damn, I would have been pissed off. Yeah, it did make it a little difficult because I think Kai and Alyssa had to rush around a little bit more. I'll have to ask. So take that with a grain of salt. Definitely the challenge got pushed today. I do not remember if they kept the elimination on that night or if they also pushed the elimination to the next day as well. Interesting. Well, I mean, for the sake of everyone going into this uh, elimination challenge, I would hope they've waited a day, but maybe not. It's a tight schedule. So yeah. And also trivia is not that physically exerting. That's true. Okay. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's a good point. That's That's a great point, actually. (laughs) But if you had the party, wouldn't they, or was it like a party? It was like trivia party. Then no, we didn't. I mean, if, if it was on the same day, we did not go to the bar that night. Got it. Got it. Might've been one of the only times we didn't go to the bar ever in the history of the show. Yeah. And I was so relieved. Oh my God. Well, um, great episode. Once again, um, anything else you want to add from? No, I think that's it. I mean, it was, uh, Danny said Kiki. So that was good. Uh, I I noticed there's some social media accounts putting out bingo cards for (laughs) each episode. And, uh, Danny saying Kiki was the free space in the middle. Cause I think they, he, they, he said 
her name in the preview. So they already knew that he was going to say Kiki. (laughs) That's amazing. And let's hope that he says Kiki once again next week. Um, Yeah. Keep (laughs) this train rolling. That's honestly like the thing I'm most excited for every episode is like, is Danny going to talk about Kiki? Is he going to mention Kiki? Oh, my God. That's great. Um, Thank you so much to my co-host, Challenge God, Tyson Apostle. Thank you so much to our producer, Carlos Chiraboga. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be back with another episode of Surviving the Challenge next week. Okay. See you next week. 